Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. And today I am joined by Chanel Paris. Welcome. Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me. Oh, I am so excited. Now, I'm going to give you a bit of background. I was supposed to have a quick call with Chanel, just talk about what it is she's doing and whether she'd be right for the podcast. And we have literally just gone straight in because Chanel's message is incredible and the world needs to hear it. Thank you so much. 21 minutes in and I can't believe we're doing this right now. <laughs> well, there's nothing like just, you know, when you when you have an idea and when you know it's right, you just have to go with it. Yeah, absolutely. So Chanel, explain what it is that you do right now. Uh, so I'm currently a head of sick form at a academy in North London um, and I work primarily with students in year 12 and year 13. Teaching is definitely my passion. I love working with young people, particularly those who are sort of on a journey to leaving school and exploring what life has to offer. But recently I've been knocking on every single door because I'm just finding that, you know, my work in school is fulfilling, but actually I'm not sure if I'm making the big enough impact that I'm meant to be making that I know I can make. And working as head of sixth form, I mean, you're, you're fairly young. That's an amazing accolade. And how did you get into teaching? Yeah, so I've been in teaching for four years now. Um, I got into teaching through a, po- a program called Teach First. Um, so Teach First is all about, you know, getting the best graduates to work in the most challenging schools. Um, and their sort of strap line is helping the most disadvantaged students. And at the time at university, um, I was in my second year and I just didn't want to be that person who was in their third year, just frailing around, not sure what to do. So I thought, let me just, you know, apply for Teach First. I'm probably not going to get it. Uh, let's just see what happens. Um, and I applied. I had the assessment center on my 21st birthday, imagine or not. And I was successful. And then it just all happened by accident. But it was clearly an, an accident that's meant to be because two years later after the program, I was still on. And four years later, I'm now ahead of sick form. And I've just found that every year I've managed to m- work my way up the school ladder. Yeah, it's just meant to be. So what does it mean to you to be able to help these students? It means a lot, actually, because, um, you know, I grew up in a really disadvantaged area in North London, so Tottenham, to be precise, and then moved to Edmonton. And I was quite lucky because my parents were very active in my education and, you know, provided me with uh, the tutoring, the books, the vocabulary, the praise, which meant that actually the sort of status quo of what a student should be when they come out of education in Tottenham was not that outcome for me Um, and quite often when there are students from disadvantaged backgrounds when you look at the statistics they receive significantly less praise than their um, you know private school counterparts they are not exposed to books they're not exposed to vocabulary and so when they you know start school they're immediately disadvantaged and for me the calling was you know, I need to do something about this. And I was on the front line, I was operational. And I could see with my own eyes as head of sixth form, how them coming into school at year seven, how they're in such a time lag. And then by the time they come into year 12, their vocabulary isn't as strong as it should be. Their reading age at 16 is that of a 14 year old. And for me, 
you know, I can provide you with the best education, I can teach you and, you know, plan these fantastic lessons. But if you don't have that, that foundation, you know, it's not just about what I can do. I'm, it's now going all the way back now and seeing what we can do to even stop this problem from happening in the first place. So what is your plan? So I've recently, you know, taken on a new role. And this new role is um, education program manager at Crystal Palace. It's a huge leap of faith for me because this is a part-time role. And I know you've got some listeners now who are like, what, head of sick form, full-time, young, and now you're going to go into a part-time role. But for me, you know, when I, when I saw the job come up, the focus was very much so on education and the character development of young people particularly young boys BME backgrounds based in South London and for me that's the cream of the crop those are the diamonds in the rough that I really want to help and so I've taken this sort of job part-time and when I did accept the job I was very much conflicted because I didn't know how I would fill up the other sort of days in the week since I wouldn't be um, with a full-time job and actually on Sunday night I sort of went to bed And it was a a real prevalent thought in my mind because Monday was the deadline to sort of accept this job or not. I had quite a restless sleep, but I woke up the next morning on Monday morning and this idea just came to me. Um, And the idea was that, you know, Chanel, you're passionate about character development. Chanel, you understand the social divide. You want to improve social mobility. Why not deliver a program to schools across London and somewhat the UK to help prevent this problem? And I texted my friend Chanel. Oh, um, Chanel, look at yeah, this. Chanel is now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's amazing. So I met her through property, but she's literally amazing. She's one of my best friends. Um, yeah, so I texted her. And with Chanel, I know I can level with her. I know that she'll give me, you know, really honest feedback. And I said to her, Chanel, tell me if I'm really crazy right now. I'm accepting a part time job. And I've just woken up with the idea to start this business to offer a character education program to schools in London. What do you think? And she's literally my number one fan. She said, oh, my God, this is amazing. She said, let's do it. Because, you know, Chanel also has a passion for helping young people. And that's the same for me. I want to challenge that unconscious bias. I want to challenge the status quo. This was on Monday. And yesterday so Wednesday we had two schools confirm that they want to have a sort of initial call to hear more about the program with the potential of signing on and it's been 48 hours and it's just blown my mind at how quick this has sort of blown into just something that could be really worthwhile and you know for me just having that those 48 hours reaching out to these schools it just shows you how much of a need there is for character education and increasing the character currency of our young people. And what a shame you're not passionate about it. (laughs) I don't think they can hear my passion enough, Amy. (laughs) Uh, And and also, I mean, how is it that two people named Chanel with an I and Chanel with a Chanel with an A? So you literally have very similar names and you're going to do this together? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wouldn't want anyone else to sort of jump on board with this because, you know, I'd like to think I'm a very um, motivated person. I'm very ambitious, but, you know, Chanel really challenges me and she really makes me step up. Um, So, yeah, she's she's the best person to do this with. Oh, my goodness. You girls are going to absolutely smash this. And what are you going to call this business? Uh, So we came up with the name yesterday. Uh, The name of our business is called Elevate with the strapline Empowering Potential. That's it. No bells, no whistles. It just does what it says on the tin. And why is it important for you both to be doing this right now? I think 
right now there's a huge sort of gap in the sort of education market per se. I think there is a lot of focus on academics and schools being this sort of system that just gets kids in at year seven and just turns them out with, you know, three A's and they go on to these fantastic universities. But there's a, a lack in focus on, you know, are these kids resilient? What's their mental health like? yes, they're going to go off to university, but are they going to remain in university and complete their degree? And it's just those life skills of how to cope in the real world that is missing. And that's a problem that, you know, Elevate will absolutely address. And what will they do once they've worked with you? What will they, well, how will they sort of transition to become more able to deal with life? So for me, you know, the program is designed to uplift these students. Um, so they'll sort of join us on this program. Very naive, I imagine, and very much so not necessarily understanding what life is really like outside of, outside of this bubble of school. And, um, you know, Chanel and I, we've got four pillars to our program, which is professional ready, uh, well-being, leadership and enterprise four pillars which are extremely key in terms of you know dealing with life and the idea is that they will have a session a week for for 12 weeks under these sort of um, pillars and it will cover things like networking how to and you know network with people it will cover things like mental health personal leadership conviction setting goals aligning your vision all of the things which these kids are expected to know and understand but are not actively taught in school so they're going to go through this this exceptional program and at the end of it the idea is that you know Chanel and I will be able to see how much these students have grown and that at the end of the program they will be more equipped and more able to deal with the challenges that sick form and college you know life um, will throw at you and also just life in general because Chanel and I we did a survey with my students actually and a lot of them 70% actually said that sick form does not prepare them for life after sick form and how shocking is that as a head of sick form, you know, I love these, I love these students, but I'm doing them a huge disservice if they feel like I'm not preparing them for life after sick form. So I have to do something else. I have to. And, and what is it that you're, you're looking to achieve on a bigger scale? Because you want to roll this out. You want this to be a standard that people adopt. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, I think starting small first to, to see, you know, how to get the results and get the research and the data behind us. But for me, there's no limit to this. I think where I'm going to be working um, at, at Crystal Palace Football Club, I think the boys there will, will be great in being my sort of pilot programme. But who's to say that this couldn't be rolled out to all the other football academies in the UK? But also um, a discussion that Chanel and I were having as well. But what about youth offenders who are in jail? And, you know, this could be part of their rehabilitation programme. Who's to say that we couldn't then get, you know, businesses to sponsor us and buy into, you know, our vision and our, our sort of direction and what we're doing. And then they can offer mentoring services and coaching services. And, you know, just I think for young people, particularly those who are disadvantaged, those who are BME, they lack that cultural capital. And if we can provide that for them so that, you know, when they leave at stick form, when they leave at college, they have the best skills, the best experiences possible to compete with their private school counterparts, then why not? And what do you think the other knock-on effects are going to be in terms of how these sort of children, these young adults are going to live their lives thereafter having these skills? I think the impact is going to be huge because, you know, you've got kids at 18 who don't even understand what a mortgage is or don't even understand that they have to pay taxes on their income or don't understand that actually actions that they do today will have a consequence 
in in the future whether that's a year from now or two years from now so I think shining a light on that and showing these kids that you know there is a there is always a consequence to every action preparing these kids now with the knowledge we'll be giving them a foundation to start with and then at the age of 18 or whenever whenever they um whenever is good for them they can then have that foundational knowledge and then explore further into that so you know with particularly with schools the um, I'm guilty of it myself because you know I've got KPIs I've got goals to hit we push university and a lot of the time it's not necessarily the best choice for that particular student but with this character development program we will be able to equip them with the skills to be able to find what their passion is so you know those research skills the resilience the personal conviction the setting goals the university is not necessarily the route for everyone but through this character development program through elevate we can help them to find what their passion is so when you were in that interview and you you were probably thinking this sounds great this sounds great and yet you've got the security of a full-time job and you're taking this sort of big leap into a part-time role albeit you filled up those other days but why was it important for you to take that leap for me I think if I sort of stayed in my current role I just look at what would my trajectory be so with the current sort of situation with um, COVID-19 it's likely that I would need to remain as a head of state form again for another academic year then I think okay assistant principal for a couple of years deputy and then head teacher but within all of those roles yes I'm progressing but actually there's still a glass ceiling I'm still operating within someone else's remit my impact will be there but potentially not as great as I would want it to be because again I've got masters above me I've got you know goals to work towards or objectives to hit and so for me I think really understanding that I am I've been given this gift of this passion and there's not many people out there who have this personal conviction for social mobility it was almost just like a calling and yes you know some may say I'm really stupid for taking this part-time role but if I'm not going to do it who is because if someone was doing it this problem wouldn't be here right now so you know I have to uplift uplift the students because at the end of the day they're our future Wow, that's just incredible. What a mission to have. And um, knowing that this particular program exists at Crystal Palace Football Club, and uh, was it something that they're pioneering or does it exist at all, in all clubs? Um, so I think a lot of football clubs at the moment are, you know, having the informal education element, which is character development. But I think Crystal Palace definitely want to pioneer something that's completely different. Um, in terms of what other football clubs are offering and you know if I can be the sort of driver of that that gives Crystal Palace the unique selling point compared to other clubs and actually you know parents will understand and can see that yeah going to Crystal Palace and you know being part of Crystal Palace's football academy is going to be so much better than if you were to go to another football club for example because of this fantastic character education because we are preparing the kids for the worst because if they don't get that professional contract then what happens are they going to revert to you know gang violence are they going to revert to you know having some withdrawal symptoms or you know when you are passionate about football filling that void if you don't get a professional contract what do you do with that time so having this character development program will be able to equip them with those skills equip them with those experiences so that they can then explore other things outside of football 
I think it's a really important point that you make because being told at the age of 16 that your your career that you've literally thought that you were going to be for your entire life at that mm-hmm. point they they then have that sort of crushing defeat of being told that it's not going to happen and then they lose their identity in some way yeah absolutely amy this statistics really really shocked me that of all of the students who are in a football academy in the uk only one percent make it pro one percent so the other 99 percent of students who throughout their you know teenage years have identified as a professional footballer and then don't get that professional contract what do they do and for me it's definitely again a void that definitely needs to be filled so potentially there's some also some others that you need to reach out who've gone through that program already and and pull them back in and talk to them about what they're doing and how they, they've got over their disappointments and things like that. So there's there's a whole demographic of, of more people that you could help. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, calling on, on people who have already been through the system and using their experiences to educate the youth who are going through what these boys have already gone through is absolutely powerful because, you know, Chanel Paris, you know, you haven't been through the education programme, you haven't been at Crystal Palace, but ex professional footballer has and so it's more powerful coming from them but if I can be that person to facilitate that relationship then yes I'll absolutely do that and I think that the point that you now getting in at this time sort of 12 to 16 that's a really crucial part particularly in, in boys when they're growing up in terms of their mindset and building on that foundation to take them through life is really critical yeah, absolutely. I think boys at the age of 12 to 16, they're the most vulnerable or malleable. Um, so getting in at that time where, you know, you're able to shape how they think and influence the things that they do, it's, it's, the, perfect, it's the perfect opportunity. And having met Chanel, um, okay, so let's just clear this for <laughs> one more time. How did you guys meet? Because I know Chanel really well. Yeah, so Chanel and I met at a property event. So uh, my partner, Kyle, he booked us tickets to this property event. And I assume it's the same for Chanel and her partner, Damola. And we were on this three-day property event. And the funny thing is, we, my partner and I did see Chanel and Damola. And they didn't want to give us any eye contact. I was like, oh, babe, these guys are a bit stuck up. And then on the final day, we ended up having a chat and it just turned out that we had so much more in common than I had initially thought. And I'm so thankful for that event and so thankful that, you know, over those three days, we were able to have a conversation um, because she's been, yeah, just a great person and a great addition to my life. And I'm sure yours as well. Oh, she she adds value to everyone's life who she meets. She's just the most incredible person. And and by the time this podcast has come out, everybody will know who she is because she will have shared her her story already. So and I know that both of you, it sounds like you've got such great vision and the level of maturity that you're showing to to make changes because it's so important that if you have a passion for something that you pursue it because you can really create something incredible and think of all these people that you're going to help and the bridging that sort of inequality between the schools and providing these kids with an incredible gateway for them to get out of education and into into life you know it's it's just fantastic what a what a great job you're doing yeah, absolutely. You know, I think what's really important for Chanel and I is to challenge the status quo, challenge that unconscious bias that for some reason still is embedded into our education system. And why is it that someone who's, you know, Asian or black or an ethnic minority from South London, Brixton, 
should not have the same life experiences or life opportunities as someone who went to Eton. You know, it, it, it doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. At the end of the day, the kids are the most innocent beings on the planet. So we need to give them everything, all the opportunities possible. And I think where I've been on the ground and I've experienced it and seen it for myself, you know, it's different when people talk about it and they're not in education, but having been there, having seen it, um, you know, can you imagine you're in you're in a year 13 business class, uh, business is what I teach and, you know, kids can't even read like it, it just doesn't it doesn't even make sense in, in my mind when I even say it out loud. And I think, yeah, it's it's 100 percent a problem that needs to be addressed. And I'm, I'm, I'm 100 percent faithful in my decision to you know take that leap, because if I didn't take the leap, who else would do it? Well, I can't think of two better people to to launch this program. So well done to both of you. Thank you. I, I, wish, I wish Chanel was here as well to share this this uh, love for, for you both because it's just incredible. So I just want to say thank you because I'm I'm very grateful to be able to share your message. And I'm grateful that, you know, we were just talking about it earlier and it's suddenly straight away, I launched you straight into recording it. But yeah, I think it was it's the best thing to do. And I'll try and get it out as soon as I can. Uh, what um what would be your message to people right now Chanel? I think if you're listening and you are a young person uh, in education or not and you've been told by a teacher or by anyone you've been in contact with that you are not able or not capable or you're not going to be anything in life I'm here to tell you and I want you to hear me and feel what I'm saying that you should absolutely disregard that and you are absolutely capable and able to be successful in life and you know if you are moved by this podcast I'd love for you to reach out whether it's the capacity of working with Chanel and I via Elevate or if it's you know you participating or even being a speaker on the program or just networking in general I would love 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 to you know be in contact with you. Thank you for listening to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson, and if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star iTunes review. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook, and become a member of the inspiring, uplifting, and positive Focus on Why Facebook group. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.